Um, so yeah, like I said, all I would say is at the it's either, it's either three or four hours. So at the three hour, just keep your eye on that red light. If it stays on through three hours, great. And then just kind of if you're still here four hours, just again keep an eye on it again. You Roxanne, know. no, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You have would, to keep yeah. the red light on, yeah. It's always it's unless you want to be like never record, yeah, yeah. Um, or it's yeah, a, that's, you, that should be. Up. So you need a, a final spiel, Helen, if you're gonna. Yeah, can you give can you give us like a like a little um, like moral of the story before you leave? So it's like kind of like complete or whatever. I need a. I guess uh, for me, it's just like. It, it's come to my attention that the data stream is so polluted and everyone is so full of cognitive dissonance that I think it would be really healthy for everyone to, like, question their own narratives. Um, like, I'm at, I'm at the point where, like, I, I, don't, I don't think I have a source that I feel I can trust at this point. So I'm going on my instinct and my, my best assessment but I'm not trying to, you know, tell anyone what to do. Um, and I think to a certain extent, that's really all any of us can do. Like we're, we might have come to similar or somewhat similar um, conclusions <laughs> in all of this, but uh, I still feel mm. like it's really important to be like, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't have, I don't, should I trust the CDC chart with the, you know, death by age. I trust the woman in Florida whose, you know, computer's hacked. Do I trust this information? Do I trust this? Do I trust the pharmaceutical company? Do I trust CNN? Do I trust Ben Shapiro? Do I trust Tucker Carlson? Do I trust myself? I think that's the important sort of question here. And just, um, we're, you know, do your, do your fucking best. And uh, I think everyone's trying to do their fucking best. But I do, for what it's worth, I appreciate um, even when I, I'm, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to like read, you know, a share an article from Tucker Carlson or from CNN, uh, or, you know, anything like that. But I, um, I think it is important that people, uh, and some of you guys in particular, that like you've made this, Hey, I really want to go on record as saying is I'm not fucking okay with, you know, police stopping me in the street for, do you have a fucking vaccine passport where, we're not, you know, there's no reason we should be there. I think it's an important thing to fight that kind of fascism. I think it's, um, so, so I think the, the question that I, I know Zanor was trying to kind of get to was like, how do you, or, or just, yeah, you know, it's like, if, if these things are so easily politicized, how do we, maybe, how do, how do we want to try and steer the narrative out of that? I think, um, can I, can I say something, Alan? Yeah. Like, it, you know how, like, there's people that I respect the fucking hell out of. Some of them are alive. Some of them are dead. Mm -hmm. Um, like, uh, I would say Krishnamurti. I share a lot of quotes from Krishnamurti. I mm -hmm. think he was one of the most brilliant men to walk the earth, but there's times reading Krishnamurti where I'm like, I don't actually agree with this statement. Okay, where I'm like, and you know what? No, it's that was kind of his whole point in the first place. It's like there is no guru. You yeah, are yeah, yeah. you are the thing, you know. And so that's on one tip. That's in one extreme. Like I listen to this person wholeheartedly, and I'm still gonna discern certain things. There are people out there, especially a lot of talking heads, pundits, whatever, 
that like most of the time I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. But I still endure listening to it for whatever reason. And then every so often that fucking stop clock is the right time. And it's a shame because then that right time gets attached to said person and the plethora of bullshit that's mounted in the midst of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and that's so, the and I were trying to And so out, yeah. sometimes when you're when you want to point something out and your your source is not your favorite but or far from it, it's it's you're like, well, what's the information and does it check out? And how do you show that? You know, um, what are the specifics involved? And so, you know, that's something that you know, it's ideas get get hijacked. I mean, that was one of the big problems with fucking Infowars. It was just a platform for so many people that shared, you know, similar understanding. But it also became a fucking easy propaganda machine because if you know information is coming out, you can represent that information with the energetic that you want to get from the people who are being exposed to it. Well, that's that's the whole secret of disinformation, right? Is that it? It it's mostly true, you know. You it's mostly true, and then you you throw in some some nuggets that because people believe in the the overall truth of the information that they think these things could be true as well, and that's how things get spread, you know. Um, yeah. But but my point is like uh, that. It's it's not just that um, this sort of far right has sort of hacked the oppositional narrative. It's because their narrative is, it, it's so seductive because it's so simple, you know? It's, it's a lot easier to, just to say um, there is no virus, you know? That there is no COVID-19. Oh, yeah, it's a cop-out. Um, it's a cop-out, and a lot of conspiracy theorists are doing the same kind of cop-out well, that they do on the other side. Because it's, it's comfort only, it's, in everything being in control. It's Even not only a cop out, it's just a, it's it's easier, you know, it's easier just to it, it simplifies a lot of things, you know. You can if you if you are to say uh yeah, there's no there's no virus, you don't have to worry about people who are who are affected by the virus, all these different uh minority groups or whatever. You don't have to you can just pretend all these these people have a just have the flu or whatever. You don't have to care about them. Um and so it's a lot your your position is numbers. Lot yeah, the, yeah. Well, not even numbers. They don't even, uh, from that point of view, they just they don't they just accept it as a, as being a lie. You know, it's just it's all a lie. Mm -hmm. um, and so, without taking that sort of nuanced point of view, um, it's it's way easy to get led astray just because people want simplicity. If if they're going to be challenging the official narrative, which is a big step, um, it's a lot easier to to go to this other side and say. Ah, here, here we've all, we've got it worked out completely. Lockdowns are bad, vaccines are bad, masks are bad, and and the whole COVID nineteen thing was a complete psyop bullshit. There was hey, no you know what? Your head can be in the sand in a different beach. You know what I mean? So can I? Uh, I really I, I I'm gonna have to go, but I, I just want to say two things. One thing about the uh, Tucker Carlson thing is to say that like I, I like I've met Tucker Carlson. There was back in 2008 when I was with that whole Ron Paul crowd. Um, he, he was trying, it was really interesting because I saw this then is that like literally people would get excited because he would occasionally say something on his show that was in, in alignment with what these guys are saying. Like, oh, you see, he gets it. He's one of us and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, and then one I, of I, us. Right. Well, that, you get it. So it's like this, this, it's so easy. Like, oh, here's someone who, who gets it or who's, who's in alignment 
and I, there's just such a danger in that. I th- so him in particular, I just really don't fucking trust because oh, I, he's fucking I, bought and paid for. Yeah, but um, so and and then I think the gosh, uh, I was trying to say this quick as possible. It's like that stop clock thing is like yes, yeah, so yeah, the stop clock is right, you know, twice a day or whatever. I, I it probably makes it a bad. So when it is. Oh, this clock! I have a clock that's I it hasn't moved in <laughs> two years on my wall right now. But I actually have a stop clock. <laughs> I've never bothered wrist. changing. It's It'd be like, cool if it was on your wrist. Yeah, it's like twelve thirty nine or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you know, thirty minutes ago I was like, "Holy shit, look, it's right!" and I pointed to that clock as an example. It's probably a bad, you you know, it, it was right, but it's probably a bad source for confirmation. Um, uh, so there's that. And then, uh, Zanor, you're, um, gosh, um, yeah, your idea of ha- how do people kind of like co-opt these narratives? I mean, I think that's, it's just, it's just again, we're all dealing with this. Uh, it is, it is a really, we're all in a sort of agreement that like this is such a fucking disastrous <laughs> time for 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 information that like, we have it all at our fingertips, and yet there's there's very it's very very hard to agree on what we're actually looking at, and I do think that that is it's one hundred percent you know when we talk about propaganda when we talk about uh, cultural conditioning this is this is part of that is to to, to kind of steer people into these different like alignments and camps and and even projections you know just how easy it is to fall into that and i don't want to uh, you know whatever i was saying wasn't so much to be like hey um i'm not trying to censor you or whatever you know you want to share a fucking Tucker carlson quote you know more more power to you did, it, did i actually check i don't know no. quote no, no, I, I, re- I really have no. I'm just. I, it was something that like. Oh, I, I remember what it was. It was literally just. I, it was just a sentence yeah. of yours that I saw on Facebook. Like, no, I, don't, I think I don't, it was. I think it was anyway. Keith had shared a, a video, maybe of Tucker Carlson saying no something, idea. and I was but, like, but, "Yeah, you know what? Fucking." I was telling a, you yeah. the perspective was. I said, I just saw that line, and I said, I had my own history and my own perspective on that, and I was like, "Oh man, that fucking sucks that this is where your head is at. It's like that you're." If you're, hey, if you're, hey, buddy, hey, don't don't assume where my head is at because Facebook isn't always good for assumptions, you know. I mean, sometimes people will just say, "Oh, you, what you're really saying is this," and I'll just have I get strawmanned fucking yeah, every day I'm, online. Baby, I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to strawman you. I'm saying, like, so again, that's that's not what I, that's not where I'm coming at this. Uh, so as I said, like, I'm not telling you not to share something. I'm not telling you. Uh, that that it that it means what you know what it means and all this sort of stuff. I really brought it up as a thing of like we we are in a space where the 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 media the, those clocks all these stopped clocks are charged that they do have a charge. Right. I don't and I and I don't know that there are. I, there are and there are whatever there are a lot of clocks I don't want to fucking look at. You know, that's um, I really wasn't trying to say, hey, this is evidence of where you're at. I'm saying this is the um, it's just it's just the fucking dangers of, of this. I guess why I don't fucking spend time on Facebook. It's why I don't. It, there is not. 
there is not a good way to present this information, to have this rational conversation, or, or, or to have the rational conversation you think you're having. Right. I think that's the other part of it is like, um, I'm watching people try and have conversations and I feel like I, I can see people having five conversations in that same Facebook chat and they're all kind of having different conversations because they're all bringing their baggage, their biases. And then I, as the observer, I'm obviously bringing my bias to what I'm reading of yours. Um, uh, so it's not, it's not trying to say any of this stuff is inherently bad, good, any of this sort of shit. It was more, I think, why Zanor wanted me to, you know, like, was sort of like, hey, what is your thought on this? Is my thought is just how dangerous all of this is. That, it calls up your documentary. It really does. Yeah, in the I same mean, way that I feel, well, yeah, so like I said, the Tucker Carlson, exactly. Tucker Carlson very much brings up all that for oh, me. Oh, hugely, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's that's why I wanted to talk to you, especially, Alan, is because of, because of hindsight 2020. It, it that series really lays us all out, you know, how, how, how even the oppositional or so-called alternative narrative is manipulated. Right. So, yeah. And I think uh, we're in such a, we're in such a hard time right now. Cause here it is like, look, Trump's out of office and that's not, you know, like, and here we are, you know, a few months later. And I, in one breath, I want to be able to say, Hey, look, Joe Biden has dropped every fucking campaign pledge he had, and he's actually increased military spending, and he's increased the militarization of police, and he's, you know, building the border wall back, and there's still kids in cages, and I want to, like, every liberal asshole that I see that is, you know, def that is either defending or is silent about what's happening, I want to fucking strangle. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I, I'm also fully aware that the the... Trump campaign that that arm of uh, propaganda and so not, that's like the man himself, but that like the Republicans sitting right now going, how do we make sure we win the election in two years and in four years are sitting here right now feeding into this right that both of those are feeding into the information source that we're all supping from. So it's like it feels really. Uh, I, I feel like there's a sort of landmine situation and people are like, oh, you, I'm afraid to say anything anymore because of fucking cancel culture, which is, it's just a thing. But I also feel like I'm afraid to fucking say anything anymore because I feel like I know that this piece of information is going to be spun or twisted for this narrative. You know, it's like everything. It's, yeah, is, yeah. yeah. It's, it it really mean, feels it's like a fucking time bomb with these spool of, you know, wires sticking out. And everything feels like you're trying to, you know, negotiate a hostage situation just to talk about a fucking simple piece of information. Yeah, it's it's tribalism and it's fucking yeah. institutionalism, yeah. and and you know it's a it's a it's a certain way of of aligning yourself with a group to affirm different like your 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 own insecurities because through the group you have that reassurance and that's what I was trying to touch on like you know how I I shared that that thread but what I was kind of following that with was you know um where was i going with this <laughs> i just smoked a joint uh, I, I, I should i should really go yeah so yeah. so yeah uh, we're, we're in agreement it's it's tribal it, it's it's all that sort of stuff and so i guess what i'm the position i'm coming at and again this is not a 
prescriptive statement. This is not, you should be doing this. I'm just talking for myself. What I have realized is that when I'm not looking at social media, I, I, I feel just as informed, but a lot less fucking agitated, right. um, you know, and I feel um, uh, that I, I also feel that the uh, on all sides. So, again, this is not like a right, left, any uh, that sort of shit. Um, no, no labels, no anything. Just every time I see someone complain about either censorship or tribalism or lack of thought and all this sort of stuff, I see everyone saying the same thing. I see the fucking, you know, the the person who's who's totally parroting CNN narrative say as if they are the only one that's fucking paying attention. I can't believe how ridiculously stupid everyone is, and they don't get it. And blah blah blah. And then I see, you know, my friends who are like. You know, fuck this lockdown. Why can't you fucking see it? And I'm like, it's across the board every time I sign on. And I admit that I feel that within myself. I think we all, I think it, it generates that, a lot of those feelings. And it is that kind of space. And I feel like what I have realized, again, so like not prescriptive just for myself. It's like, I feel better keeping my fucking opinion to myself. Still trying to figure out my fucking opinion. Still trying to process all this sort of stuff. And I totally enjoy processing with you guys and all, all that. Um, but I do feel like that's a um, that that for me has been something that has had a noticeable effect. Is if I don't try and make a thing where I let me let me make a documentary and tell you my, how it is. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you guys like it, and I I agree. I think it was a, I'm proud of that project. It's good. It's all that sort of stuff. But I, I also feel like we are in an age right now where everyone feels like they're able to, you know, everyone's got an opinion. I don't know that I need everyone's fucking opinion right now. I don't know that I need my own fucking opinion right now. Mm. <laughs> what I need is make artwork, make friends, make love, get some fucking sunshine, um, try and enjoy, you know, try and enjoy the life that we're trying, that we all want so badly to either, you know, the, if, you, if you're if you in the health camp and you want to, like, save lives and it's all about the health, whatever, well, let's fucking, let's, let's have a healthy relationship to life. And if you're of the camp that's like, hey, I want to be like my wild cat and I want to let my cat out and look at me, I'm, I'm free. Okay, well, then fucking, like, be fucking free, man. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, embrace it. Be alive. Be fucking alive. Everyone is sitting here, like, stressing out, like, you don't really know what it means to be alive. No, no one fucking knows what it means to be alive right now. Like, actually get your fucking face in the dirt and fucking be alive. And that, that I think that would be, that's great for, uh, you know, all, all across the board that solves all these things. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm so. visiting, I'm visiting people who are, like, suicidal and shit. And so there's, like, this whole... Oh my God, for like uh, people who are already had social anxieties and things, the way that shit is, they're like only leaving their house to fucking get groceries. And that's it. And it's been that way for a year. And it's like, you know, I just, I, I feel for them. And I have to say that I have kind of a reaction to mainstream narratives that just perpetuate so much fear when they're not, wouldn't even be in the, in the health risk category, but they're like trying to, I don't know, say, you know, save other people, I guess, you know, but it's like, dude, you don't leave your fucking house. 
Like I come across those people and I care about them. And it's, it's, a, it's a tough one, you know, cause you, cause they're just so inundated with like mm-hmm. the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, if they watch the people that watch the news, you know, it's just, it, it, it weighs heavy on some people and other people I know that even watch the news and they don't even have that, you know, they'll probably, they'll, those people generally get, get the vaccine or do what they're told, you know, but they don't want, they watch the news and don't get stressed, stressed out, you know, uh, as much. It's- it happens on the other side too. Like people just get into alternative media, and that that it it's all fear porn there as well. It's just sure, way absolutely. Of, you know? And I think that that's the issue. Like I just realized this because I was sharing that thread with my friends, and there's this important context. So like if I say if I'm mentioning fear porn, I'm including the fucking Alex Jones in that. I think some people would hear that and they think, oh, so you're the people somebody who talks about the sheeple. Or whatever, you know, like, oh, you're just a bunch of sheeple. But then meanwhile is inundated with another type of fear porn. I see the fear porn coming from fucking all directions. It's very Aldous Huxleyan, you know what I mean? Like where you're just so, there's such a bombardment of information that people just become complacent or they become polarized, extremely polarized. And that's usually the two ways that it manifests because they're both outs. They're both people trying to opt out, but only having so many means to do so. And so, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just trying to make some real life and death, you know, uh, decisions, you know, <laughs> like, should my yeah. son with asthma get it? You know, should my husband with pulmonary fibrosis get it? You know, he, he has to have social distancing built into his life. Right. You know, and stay away from people. Um, is the vaccine really a good idea? Did did a, another vaccine cause his fibrosis? You know, I mean, real, real. I just want the real data. So I can right, it's weird when it's, when it's a lot of that data is there and it's shared by them, and it's like, and people treat it yeah. like it's like when you get your fucking your um, you know, iTunes and you sign that agreement and you don't read it. You know, and it's like, dude, look at what it fucking says, and then look at that it's admitted that there's no liability and that it doesn't really help much with immunity. So to call it a vaccine is weird mm-hmm. with that and then you're like oh so it's a mm-hmm. treatment thing and you're like okay so the treat anyway yeah no i'm kind of yeah. talking circles and here, just but, to, just yeah. to, and just to both of you guys last points like yeah I, I i'm not trying to in no way am i trying to say this isn't a serious thing you know but when i say like hey you know be alive it's not i don't mean that in a gosh you know yeah. it's not being cat you know cavalier or anything it's like Absolutely. We're, we're all making these decisions for ourselves. Uh, we all have these really, I mean, like I said, back in June when it was a total fucking science experiment, and it's like, what are we having that conversation with my partner who has really like respiratory issues? And it's like, well, I have to go back to work. Oh, do, do, you know, like, what what are we doing? How do we do this? You know, this is before even there's a vaccine mm-hmm. in the conversation, like, well, do we have financial stability? Do we have this? Do we, what is my responsibility to, you know, be a good citizen and go back to work? You know, what is my, this, what is my responsibility to my partner? Am I making the healthiest choice? All these questions are constantly in play and we are all inundated with these life and death decisions fucking daily. So everyone's fucking on edge and I, mm. I get it. I mm. totally fucking get it. Um, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm hoping for some some more compassion in in all this. That if exactly mm-hmm. whatever decisions people make mm-hmm. on any side of this thing, I don't you know whatever, everyone's making the best decision they can for them and their family and their loved ones. 
and I think having compassion for those perspectives is really important. And um, and that can't be co-opted. The yeah. compassion yes. model, you know, yeah. is the approach here because that can't be co-opted. You just support people in whatever decision they make for themselves. Yeah, that's that's, that's like, right. Yeah. yeah, don't don't judge, you know, don't judge people, you know, it's it's really hard to judge, you know. Um obviously we don't know what anybody's real experience is. Um like I could I could be in a situation where I get stuck in Japan for the for the rest of my life, I won't be able to see my my parents again or something if if I refuse to take the vaccine and then I can't get a vaccine passport, you know, like uh um that's that's something I got to think of, you know. But it, but everybody's got these decisions to make in different ways, right? Uh, do I do I do I flee America to get rid of that to to avoid that? Do I stay in America and risk, uh, you know, the fascist police state here? <laughs> what, what, what it seems like there aren't a slew of great options, but like that's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that's straight out of options seems to be the theme of the last whatever. <laughs> we don't really have that many real options, you know. Oh, no, you but you, that's not true. I'm saying you've been you not you don't have a ton of ideal options, but you have a fuck ton of options. It's like, guess I'm saying it's like so every, every person you see who is making this decision for themselves or these series of decisions for themselves are executing their options and their best judgment. So I feel like, yeah, you can decide, like Zenor, you will have a choice. It might not be a great choice. Do I do I stay here and never see my parents again, or do I take this way? That's not a great fucking choice, but those are choices. Um, so, uh, obviously, I think, again, I think the important thing is to, if you can have some sort of activism that is trying to prevent that those options from getting more and more dire and unpleasant, obviously i support that um so yeah that's the thing like what, what kira was saying like an activism if you want to call it that based on compassion you know it, yeah as opposed to an activism like like i see stuff like this all the time like uh um my my friend just showed, uh, sent me a video like this and this guy was going on about uh the vaccine passports and and all the uh security measures and he's making all these great points and then he was and then he starts to say like all these people on uh, Twitter who are telling people to get vaccines, these, these people are the worst people in the world, you know? <laughs> they're, all, they're all pussified, you know? It's like, oh, fuck you, man. Like, they, they really believe that they're, they're trying to... Uh, they're trying to do the right thing. To help thing. somebody, yeah. Right, right. Um, and people that are trying to do the right thing, that, that's not a fallibility. It's true. Like we, we've got we, to be compassionate. We've got to take a nuanced approach on all this stuff, you know? If, right. if it's a lot, any- a lot to do with just exposure to information. And that's what really irks me when I'm asked to cite something and I cite it from what's supposed to be a relative authority and then I get shut out. And I've been censored a lot online with that. And it, it's it's frustrating mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, I'm not here name calling. I'm not even saying, I'm not denying anything. I'm fucking d- dealing with shit just like a lot of people are. And it's like, you know, there's just, there, there's multiple sides to things. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and and I think sometimes too that things can be taken as judgments that aren't intended to be judgments, or just recognitions of of what human beings tend to be, which is very neurotic in a in a mechanical society. And so it's like you know, 
you, and just a lot of lack of access to information because of too much information. People are so bombarded with so many fucking mm -hmm. random things, half of them true, half of them whatever. And it's like that, you know, it just, it's maddening when I go to Snopes articles and I'm just like, and I see how they've manipulated information sometimes. And I'm just like, this is what we got that says, here, go, go to this. I've been coming across uh, posts that have a fact checker and I go and click on the fact checker and it takes me to a completely different subject. You know, it's like, this is supposed to be about vaccines and I'm looking at Biden's border wall shit. Like that happens yeah. a lot. It's weird, man. Like, I'm just like, what are we trying to do here? And like, we're, you know, get to the fact, like there's no, Oh man. Yeah. Hey, I really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm an asshole because I've been keeping oh, waiting okay. for me. So I really got to go. Um, yeah. But but it was good to hear all your voices. I'm glad everyone's. You know, it's just just nice to hear your voices. Everyone hey, sounds. Hey, you know. hey, Alan, when you go when you go, blame me and say that I wanted to keep you for you know one more second just to tell you that I really appreciate that like our our friendship is such that both of us have no problem calling each other out i might be from the west coast but i appreciate east coast vibes and energetics <laughs> you know and so like i respond well to that as a friend i prefer the friends that say the things that they're like not quite in alignment with to also to get feedback because if you don't say the thing i don't get to off offer you my whatever qualification i might have or it might be an example where I just have a thought that you just you're you know that you you just won't agree with, and that's fine too. You know, uh, just like I was saying about Krishnamurti, you being your own sort of Krishnamurti to me. There are times there's probably one line in hindsight 2020 that I was like, I don't actually agree with that, uh, but it's literally one line. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, you got three hours in there. I think we're pretty solid. Anyway, you, you have a good night. Well, just for the record, I put, and there's a few lines in there that I don't agree with that I put in there intentionally because I don't agree with them. Uh, but <laughs> as a, you know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta sometimes um, be playful as well, right? I think being playful—that's that's the other thing—is like I'm really this um, work on this game and it's fucking kicking my ass, but and it feels like weird in the middle of everyone's fucking staring through the, you know, staring down the apocalypse. And I'm like, hey, you want to play this, like, fun video game? And everyone's like, you know, like, it feels fucking weird, right? I but love I that you did a video game about a pink ghost on a fucking, like, I am so excited to play that game. I'm going to play the shit out of it. I hope, I hope so. I hope it's fun to people outside my own head. I really hope so. And if it's not, I won't be, you know, there's no, there's no pressure for anyone to, like, have to love that. But I... Yeah, and I just feel like that, that again, that idea, like something playful is not to be a rejection of what's real. And like, I'm, I'm certainly not trying to tune out from real topics. It just, I do, uh, that's where I needed to be at the moment. And uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 ni it's nice and therapeutic at times. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, I, I really, really got to run. It's been great hearing all your voices. Uh, love, love you all very, very much. There's not a single person here that I, I don't care about or that I have any negative feelings towards or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's nothing like that. Um, I think uh, we're, all, we're all fucking really trying to to face this moment. And, and like I said, I also think that probably at the end of the day, we all agree more than we think we do. So mm -hmm. um, anywho, uh, you all have a wonderful night and I'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Yeah, have a good night. Hey. Peace. Thanks, Helen. Thank, Thank you, guys. Okay. Be well. Bye. I wanted to make a quick mention about Snopes, uh, which, you know, 
it sort of evolved into a sort of fact-checking site, but originally it was just sort of like urban legends, you know, did, did, did the kid die of pop rocks or, you know, what happened? Right, right, right. Is the shadow man real? You know, it's like, whatever. yeah. Uh, it, but, and, and, and actually that mm -hmm. site, uh, I don't know if I haven't visited that site in, in, in a long time, but, um, it, for a while it had <clears throat> at least five, like half a dozen purposefully planted falsities. Yeah, it's true. And, and then it, and it and it actually as the dis as the disclaimer it said you should you know we we put these here on purpose so that you don't use this site as some sort of you know, yeah verification totally. <laughs> right right as this encyclopedia of facts you know and like and it's weird because like there's a lot of times where it's so overtly cherry picked where I'll watch a video for example and I'll hear what the argument is in the video. And then I'll look up the Snopes article on the video and they won't even address the biggest bombshells that were in it. And like, that'll happen all the time. It drives me fucking nuts. And so like, yeah, there was one incident where it was, it was a, um, somebody getting a shot. I think it may have been Nancy Pelosi getting her vaccination shot. And on MSN, MSNBC, uh, CNN, um, Fox, all the networks had this had this photo uh, of th the shot being given, and it looked as though there was a big cap on the front of the syringe. And, it, and I put it into Photoshop and blew it up. I found I found a high res photo because when they took that photo of the vaccination happening, they did it with like high res camera, and so I fucking zoomed way the fuck in, and I'm like, sure enough. That is what looks to be a cap on the end of the syringe. And I'm not even seeing any fucking liquid in the in the thing. And it's not pushed down. So I'm like, that's really weird. And then um, I look at the Snopes article on it. And they had one picture that was from an angle that's not looking at. You're not even seeing the syringe. You're not seeing that part of the, you're not seeing the hand. And so it's like the photo, for, so it's a useless photo. Uh, for their debunking and then they had another photo that I fucking I took and I zoomed in on and I could see the photoshopping out of the whole needle and I could even see how they did it they they took a um, uh, the photoshop tool where you go around you make a little box and then you move it you move the section that's above over the other section so it'll match you know so you're not using a paint tool you're just literally taking the thing and then you fade the outside if i i do it for i've done it for a living photoshop for years and so i'm looking at fucking what i'm like dude the snopes article is sharing a photoshopped image and saying that the one that uh that was I guess everyone's referencing. They didn't mention the fact that the photo that they're talking about didn't come from an independent source. It came from fucking CNN and all these other places that were sharing this photo of the one with the cap. And so I'm like, is it outlandish to think that possibly Nancy Pelosi and some politicians didn't actually want to take the experimental serum and still wanted to make a show like they had? I don't think that's out of the question. Do I know that? Still no. But... That was fucking weird to see the Snopes just totally twisted around like that and not even address what we were actually looking at was from those news outlets. And then then there's an opposite reaction too, right? Like a, um, there's a reaction of people who see something on Snopes and see it being 
debunked by Snoops, and just because it is, um, they take the other side. You know. Oh, <laughs> so that, sure. There's that. There's that danger too, and it. it um, there's all kinds of things. Like you remember uh, when was it last last year at some point as well, where the uh, the forest fires on the west coast, and then all these rumors went around that they were they were started by Antifa. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, of probably they weren't. Like it, it, of course they weren't. You know, but, uh, but one one of them was was one. There was one set of fires along a road that the guy did have whatever associations with um, BLM and Antifa. Yeah, but what, how many people what, have associations with BLM and Antifa? And how is one person fucking I, representative of fucking what the thing is? It's just the yeah, way. I don't people- even know. I don't even know if that guy like ended up setting any fires. You know, it's like. Uh, but but the thing is the, the point the point I was making is that then then that provoked all these rumors provoked um, the FBI to have to come out and say no we have no evidence that Antifa was was lighting all these fires and then that statement by the FBI gets used as evidence that yes Antifa was setting all these fires you know right Cause, cause I mean it's, it's, are, it's, it becomes like a, you know, ironically a type of gaslighting. And yeah. so, you know, there's, yeah, there's pl- plenty of places where that same issue presents itself. I mean, uh, all the time, all the time, every issue, it's like that. Um, uh, on, on, either, on either side, you know, it's like uh, people just put out bullshit. And then um, it doesn't matter if, if in a while it's, uh, it's debunked or whatever, because it's already been spread. And even even the debunking afterwards will be debunked or discredited because of the source, right. you know? So it, right. um, it happens on the mainstream level and it happens on the so-called alternative media level, you know? It's a, right. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, so, I frequently, you more often than not, if I come across a Snopes article and I look at it, it debunks what the fuck I'm looking at. And it checks out. I just happen to be giving you specific examples where I'm like, they were overtly cherry-picking data or they just straight up manipulated something to mean whatever narrative they wanted. And then right. a lot, of, but most of the time when I look something up on Snopes, it's like, oh, that was helpful. Cause it, it, when, they're, when they're linked, they don't always have external links and they'll make some statement. You're like, this isn't cited. So like there, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll look at the, at the fact checking websites beyond Snopes and I'll be like, this is a, this is hokier than some of the, a lot of the, you know, quote unquote conspiracy sites that I might look at because at least they're cited and you'll have like government documents being linked to and all kinds of things. And then you'll look at Snopes and it'll just be like, there's no external links. There's no reference. And they'll just make these authoritative statements sometimes, you know, and then other yeah. times it's like, wow, they, this actually settles it. So, so then, then you don't know, uh, you don't know where that's coming from either, right? Like, so, so maybe you do have this uh, debunking on Snopes, and it doesn't cite any of the sources. Um, but maybe that's on Snopes to uh, give fodder to the people who would debunk it. You know, that's another way of spinning the story. You know, um, is Snopes yeah. involved in that or not? You know, and th- that sort of meta level goes on all the time. Like that, was right? Really, and also, that, how many individual people are contributing to Snopes, and what a variety of people that might be. So like just was, like when people talk about Facebook being fucking biased or whatever towards their particular political orientation, it's like Facebook as a whole doesn't have necessarily have to be be that. I mean, Facebook funded Trump's uh, 2016 inauguration. Uh, um, can, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, convention. Uh, so the Republican convention. 
And so it's like, uh, but then you'll have anything that you share that gets censored in whatever way. It can, if it's not just AI that's shutting you down, like the scanners, then if it's an actual physical person, it's a fucking crapshoot for what that per particular person's political leanings happen to be and yeah, what definitely. bias may exist there. And so <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Like, like the whole thing, the the the, the Russia Gate stuff, right? Like, uh, obviously, a lot of that was bullshit, right? Like, a lot of that didn't happen. It was at a all, red herring. You know? was, but, yeah. but that does happen, you know. It does. It, that's obviously the. Uh, um, there's all these sources from Russia saying that they do. They do try to manipulate media. Oh, of course, we way. always do it but, back and forth with each other. It goes exactly, it goes back that, all, all the time. That's and that's, that happens. It's it's not only Russia. It's what is it? Hasbara from from right. Israel. There was, it's, there was it's, specific it's, there were, in yeah, China, Iran, every everywhere. Uh, the UK. It happens. It happens everywhere. Um, and so, but but the thing is, it's not. It's not as if Russia, if there is some influence from Russia, it's not as if uh, Russia was actively promoting Trump. Um, the whole point was just to polarize people, you know, and on every single issue. And they they've basically admitted that 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 was their mo, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, totally. But if that's happening, you know, if that's happening, it's like it's like what you said. It's happening on every level. Every every government, every, the intelligence services of every government is doing the exact same thing. And then they are they are using the same information. A lot of it is just public information, the same information that we get, which is which is manipulated and disinformation at the same time. So it's like it's disinformation on top of other disinformation. <laughs> you know, it's not as right. if anybody has a uh, a clear picture of what's going on. Um, Ultimately, yeah. When 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 I when I say that it was a red herring, what I mean to say is. Uh, there was parameters set up around that investigation that they had to find specific things that had to do with what Trump's lawyers basically, you had to establish this, um, what's the word he kept re re repeating, collusion. Mm -hmm. And coll collusion has, a, it's, it speaks highly of, it's a perfect word for it really, because you you have to, you 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 have to say that he worked with them. Now that is a different separate issue from Russia fucking with the election. That's, yeah, I, did he, I, I, if he if he just turns a blind eye, that's not a crime. What is a crime is him being influenced by Russia because of uh, massive loans from Russian oligarchs. He wasn't able to pay back. That the art of the comeback was a PR campaign to cover up, and so it's and that not being able to pay back loans. It isn't necessarily a crime either. Where the crime is, is being compromised. And if he's compromised through that in any kind of blackmail in any kind of way, that's ab absolutely, um, uh, you know, that's that's more than impeachable. That's that's prison time. Yeah, yeah to, like to me, um, it's not as interesting whether he's corrupt, whether Trump or any particular politician is corrupt or not. I think I think that the whole institution is is corrupt and should be overthrown. You know, so, but. What for me is is more interesting is just this, these layers of disinformation and how information is manipulated on either on all sides, and so we don't, none of us have a clear picture of what's going on. You know that that level of things is is what I'm interested in more. You know, like a um, it it doesn't and doesn't matter to me if Trump is corrupt or not. Sorry, go ahead, Kira. And and who's even manipulating the data? You know that 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 goes along with the layers. Of, of disinformation and misinformation and partial information. Yeah, that's and, right. Um, like the sources that are manipulating. 
Yeah, even this, even this idea of data, and, and data sounds mm -hmm. like even the word mm -hmm. sounds so sounds objective from the beginning, right? And so it's like, um, yeah. I get a visual of data from Star Trek, and then I get a visual of fucking um, Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a trend with these ethno-national uh, far-right parties where they do align with Russia, and and uh, oppose the United States. Yeah, capitalist and, Russia, yeah. And um, I, I worked on a global deviance class and the professor posited that that might be, yeah, like Russia, his theory was that Russia was, was um, helping all these far right parties because it helps them, they're aligning. That's it's it's true, and they and they also though uh, support like governments like Venezuela and Cuba and like uh, probably Vietnam, like all these sort of so-called left-wing governments too that are anti-United States. You know, they they're just I think they're trying to play all sides. And it right. And so it, when you watch not, RT, it's all right there because you can see that it's like the Russian fox. You know. Yeah, and they and they invite all these like American dissidents onto their show. They get they get their own like like people like Chris Hedges. You know, Chris Hedges is pretty far left. You know, he's yeah. he's got his own show on uh, on RT. You know, most um, criticisms that you see from RT on the United States are fucking true, but the thing is, is that they don't apply it the same way when it comes to Russia. That's why it's the Russian fox. Well, that's 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 the secret with political parties as well. Every every criticism of an opposition party to the ruling party is pretty much true you know but then it's the other side as well you know when they when they make positive statements it's all bullshit when they make negative statements it's usually uh, <laughs> a bunch of it is true yeah, yeah um, true. well i was thinking about low-hanging fruit like when you were talking about how if you have this opinion then all of a sudden you're in the same camp as tucker carlson and how toxic that is to you know to to the ideas being able to be disseminated when you're just kind of poisoned that way. Um, but I don't know how much of it, I, I mean, I don't know how much of it is, is being directed or how much of it is just if people make a stand on low hanging fruit ideas where it's like, if you think for two seconds about it and don't just go with the herd and you realize it's stupid. Um, that, I mean, sometimes it just seems like Trump, would do stuff like that. Like if the left was doing something crazy and he would just say, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Like he doesn't care. It's just an easy way to, it's just easy. It's not, I don't know. It's not like being, he's just, he's just deny, 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 deny. So it's just the, it's the Lenny Bruce bit where it's like the wife with the, with the husband has been cheating. And she's like, I got pictures. I got this. He's just like, deny, 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 deny. And you're like, because she wants to believe the one thing so badly, she'll eventually be like, Oh, okay. You know, it's it doesn't matter. And so people that are like that in their relationships are really drawn to Trump because he kind of like, you know, makes he he makes for no apology. And so it's like if somebody never never wants to be wrong, no matter how much evidence mounts up to the contrary, you know, that's that's a very egoic thing or whatever. But there's a good cross section of the country that's that's like that. But then there's also the side of where when people say uh, and, uh, they affirm a thing, when they share it out loud and they speak with it with authority and then it turns out to be bogus in some way or there's some problem with it, they'll they'll you know, they don't want it doesn't feel good to be wrong. 
And so it becomes kind of almost comical the degree that some people will go to keep maintaining a particular scope or narrative uh, despite all the cracks and what they thought was like this perfect glass, you know. And and then when it comes to the fire, like, did you guys hear about uh, Sidney Powell? Do you, know, do you remember Sidney Powell, who was yeah. uh, she's a lawyer for Trump, along with yeah. Rudy Giuliani, which is crazy. But <laughs> anyway, she got, uh, I think she got sued by the um, that company um, who she claimed originally was manipulating the votes, right? Manipulating the election. And she ended up getting sued by, by them. And one of her main points of defense was that... Um, Anybody in their right mind couldn't have thought that I was really serious about what I was saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is the she same defense Alex Jones gave in his exactly. divorce. Exactly. Yeah. Same same defense as, as Tucker Carlson made as well. You know, right. He was, you know, and 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 so that just shows you. It's like uh, these people are just playing roles, you know. Right. Um, and they cool. and and when they get called on it, they will just say, "Yeah, I was just acting," you know. Um, you shouldn't. <laughs> ha, 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 why did? <laughs> why are you so stupid to to believe in what I was saying? You know. Right. The flip flopping is really frustrating, and that's been one of my biggest frustrations with Fauci. Is the f he'll fucking flip flop at a week's notice to such a high degree, and then it's like on all all kinds of topics, you know. Uh, but it's frustrating to watch because I'm like, you're you're being political. You're being a spokesperson. You're not being a scientist in you, the way that you're approaching this. And that, you know, that's my, my biggest complaint with them is just the uh, po the political angle that becomes kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like Bill Gates and him are like almost like two sides of the same fucking dragon. It's like, uh, can I drop something on you that's been tripping yeah. me out? Is the fucking, okay. If we're just going to entertain Book of Revelations, okay, this is a little Philip K. Dickian actually more than anything in terms of his relationship to the New Testament and reoccurring cycles and things. But like if you look at the archetypes, like if we were to pick the archetypes and apply them accordingly, like I saw a meme that had like a Trump hat that was the Make America Great Again and it said uh, the, the Antichrist would have the the symbol of would have people wearing his symbol on their forehead or whatever so they're trying to equate this with the 666 thing but then i was like i was like well actually you know in the new in book of revelation it was that the antichrist got his power from the beast and so i was like in this case if you were to argue that trump was in fact the beast and you know hilarion you know was the scarlet woman then could could it be argued that Biden is a continue as a continuation of Obama because the Antichrist has certain things that are said of it that he would speak intelligently and eloquently and so I'm like that's definitely not Trump so but he is very be beastly you know but I was like a very much Gavorian you know even though that's ultimately feminine but in terms of the 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 fury you know with his big fucking mouth shooting fire that I'm like basically like okay so. Would that could you could it be argued that if we we're going to apply those archetypes that Obama and Biden are actually the Antichrist and they're getting their power by Trump in the words of Book of Revelation that they, they derive the, the, the Antichrist derives his power from that is because everything that Biden does will look good in comparison to what the fucking beastly Trump was. And so that's how you have it. All those archetypes included in this one fucking clusterfuck rat king. You dig, dig what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, You're just saying the office of the presidency is satanic. <laughs> I'll agree with well, that. Well, that, that it, it is the uh, exemplification. No, it would be like the, a manifestation of duality brought to the forefront, to the head, like re representationally of the, of the collective projection. So when you have Republican, Democrat, you got right, left, you got red, blue. And what that like? Why are police sirens like the the red blue? Like that's you know it's like that for a reason. Nine one one, Tishbaav. Like it's all kind of like, uh, you know, what is a siren? A siren fucking lures the sailors in, and then they fucking take them down and steal their breath. You know, like I can't breathe. You know, when you go down with the siren, you know, it's like that's kind of like what they are. You know, so uh, I, and even like to protect and serve, and you're like the law, and you're like, what is the law? Like a law like gravity, and it's like you know the the. the We've discussed this before, Snor, but like when you look at the birth of tragedy, that that key idea where it's like for every Dionysian movement, you have the uh, correspondent Apollonian movement, and then Apollo is all about order and structure, and Dionys Dionysus is all about freedom, like complete freedom, you know, because it's from that the recognition that we're like animals, we come from nature, like we're one with you know Pan, the all, you know, and it's like so you have this um, uh, this kind of dichotomy where the apple apollonian it's it's batman and the joker you know like like batman enforces the law but you know it's if but if you have no end to the law if all you're doing is making more laws and you never give freedoms back then eventually it'll strangle the fucking what was once a great society because of that imbalance because you, and so that's why apollo literally means the destroyer that's why in the book of revelation you have apollyon at the top of the fucking pit is because you, you the thing that's bringing the order and the structure in infinite extension becomes destructive because it needs that counterbalance you know and so that's the real function of the counterculture is to act as that but if you just keep suppressing that then eventually the thing will fucking destroy itself and it's like hydra you know and you try and cut off one fucking thing from it and just another one grows back like what's happening in egypt where they had that guy working with the shadow government and they're like fuck this guy they actually used facebook to organize like those protests and then it was after that in america that we saw facebook uh short um bring in our circle of like who we could actually get post to because it used to be like everybody and now it's like a smaller and smaller. So you only have like this small pool of people that are even seeing your posts that happened after Egypt fucking got rid of this guy. who was like fucking had dealings with the shadow government. And then like with, with, you know, like subvert, uh, like uh, secret ops and shit. And that was kind of sketchy and, you know, greed driven and all this kind of stuff. And then you, they put in somebody else, like after they got him out and they put in somebody else who was like even worse. And so it's like, that's fucking Hydra, man. You cut off a head and it grows back fucking hard, you know? So anyway, yeah. And rant. Not yeah, and rant. Not and rant. And rant. Is, uh, is Keith still here? Are you still here, Keith? Yeah, I'm probably going to have to get going pretty soon. Okay, you, you got to do your final rant then, too. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't have... Um, sort of an overarching, you know, theory uh, about what's going on. I don't feel like I, I really, uh, to address sort of Alan's point, I don't feel like I really fully understand what's happening. And I, 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 feel, I feel like I was pretty agnostic about the whole COVID uh, response for quite a while. I caught that. I remember that, Keith. 
Yeah, um, I was pretty neutral and and just sort of wait and see for for months, mm-hmm. and it just kind of uh, you know the censorship um, and the, the the not playing fair uh, with the data as far as you know uh, everyone who dies with COVID sort of dies of COVID, and then no one you know in this case now in the in the post-vaccine era uh you know i saw a headline that said um doctor i don't remember exactly what it was but it's basically we don't know what caused the death but it definitely wasn't the vaccine you know and i think you posted a story about that too uh just crazy and um and the cult-like nature we don't know what it is but we know what it's not. <laughs> right. We don't know who the there's culprit so is little... yet, but he looks like this. Yeah, there's so many little <laughs> things. It's not a fair fight. Um, and, 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 and also, like I said, the, the, the cult-like nature. I mean, I've lost one friend. I don't know how, you know, if we'll, but I've lost a friend for, that I've known since college um, over this. And um, I had another person online that i've known for a decade uh you know threatened to expose me to my employer for my dangerous ideas um it's not not like at all well um this your your sort of your sort of reaction um keith are you uh, not not only your reaction the the reaction of people towards you is kind of what what made me want to get people together and hear from you, you know, like, um, especially that one post that you made where you had a, uh, a yellow star of David with unvaccinated on it. And then the response yeah. you got from that, you know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's actually interesting. Like Alan was, um, he sent me a message uh, a while back asking me like why I wanted to set up the call. And then, and then the weird coincidence that about a year ago, a bunch of us got together and we did this kind of like, chaos magic working to try to <laughs> shift the, the timeline or whatever right <laughs> and then afterwards i started thinking about that it's like you're making that um that symbol it, it is kind of a magical talisman you know it is sort of a um so, so in a way it's, it's, this, it's this, art it qualifies this, as art this this call sort of stems from that that sort of magical uh uh, symbol that you made that you made you know it was no no i didn't no no well wait a minute i didn't create that oh I, you didn't okay you just found some of it yeah that's okay i i actually uh at the before masks were mandated i wanted to put one uh, a yellow star on a mask and but i ended up getting into the shamesh but before then, when I was like, oh, I want to, like, design my own fucking mask, I thought of that myself, and it became a thing. So that was my re- my reaction to seeing that actually displayed when I was, like, totally entertaining. Having not, I wanted to write it so it was, like, in Hebrew font, but still readable. Like, it was actually English, but it was done, like, with Yids, you know? And I wanted it to say, not vaccinated. And, like, I just, I you know, I, and I realized, oh, people might be offended or whatever. You know, but obviously, like, if, 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 if I thought of that independently, it just goes to show that that's fucking art that needed to happen. It's like looking at a picture of, of George Floyd and and or with and putting a mask on him and saying, I can't breathe. So, like, I did. I photoshopped that because I couldn't help it. 
because I was like, you know, like I, I when I first put on masks, I was like, I feel it's like it's hard to breathe in this thing. And I'm feeling like moisture that's just like I'm like, I don't like wearing like rubber masks like on Halloween and shit when I was a kid. And I'd like go out like a, like Freddy Krueger or something I'm like, oh, this thing is fucking uncomfortable because my breath like with my face, like I just like, to, you know, I smoke cigarettes a lot. And, like, I don't see it as, like, oh, I'm not healthy, so I want to be unhealthy in another way, too. Like, if I was really healthy, maybe I wouldn't feel the same way about it. And that's my own fault, and that's my own responsibility, you know? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not claiming to be, um, you know, being uh, what's what discriminated against. The only way that I've ever felt discriminated against truly in my life has only happened recently, and it's over being a conspiracy theorist. And as people reading articles around what a conspiracy wow. theorist is, and as soon as I get that label, then I'm attached to whatever they've been looking at. And I'm like, yeah, I think conspiracies happen all the time. I don't think we know what all of them are to the ultimate extent, because that's just in the nature of fucking what we have to work with. But like, yeah, pe people colluding. Yeah, I think that goes on. You know, it's <laughs> like, is, is, is that fucking crazy? You know, but like it's happened where I've had people, you know, just as a using it as an insult, you know, and like this last year, I've had many people wish death upon me and my family uh, just for sharing information. And that's just like and from the CDC mostly. And because, you know, that's kind of my go to. I'm like, look, what do we have? What we have a pecking order of authority when it comes to testing. So like. Or, you know, when, uh, when you when you, you scientifically want to understand, like, you know, the, what uh, what the results of, of, you know, something that like if you're looking at uh, transmission of a virus, you want to and you want to know, like, what the authority is on what's going to assist that and what's going to affect that in negative ways. You have to go to RCTs followed by RCTs is is peer-reviewed studies below that is research papers i'm seeing policy come into place in the world but you know in this country like based on research papers without them even being peer-reviewed there was like a, a two-week study that was done in a hair salon in missouri that was like one of the strongest go-to arguments for why to wear face masks while meanwhile there's 70 years of all rcts that have ever been done on uh influenza being spread with the uh, they've showed zero efficacy in their ability or i should just say no efficacy i don't know if they said 0 0.0 whatever 0.2 even i don't know but uh now they're saying with COVID, it's like uh five percent help with fitted masks like i was saying earlier uh from that paris study and that was peer-reviewed uh but you know from rcts there's no efficacy for that so it's really weird to me if we can have emergency measures taken for something that isn't, according to Fauci's own language, like the gold standard to go by. And I'm like, if we can't go by the gold standard, but we're enforcing it like religiously, where it becomes like a religious custom almost, like that's really dangerous because, you know, and people were afraid of Sharia law or whatever, you know, and it's like, look at what the fuck we're doing. Like, I just at a certain mm -hmm. point, at a certain point. Because, like, I was open to it to a degree for, oh, it can help a little bit or whatever. But if people are still being fucking religious about it, are you just going to go on forever like this? Where's your, what's your end game? What are you looking, what are you projecting, you know? Because um, there's a certain yeah. futility yeah. that exists in nature. Are we trying to fucking drop a nuclear bomb into a hurricane to stop it? Like, I'm just, <sighs> see what I'm saying? Like, in terms of arrogance, of of something spreading through nature, it's like, 
it's like we're a part of that and some of those things actually like you know this is really bad to say probably controversial or whatever but like strengthen us so like you're like my feeling is like when i get sick when i'm on the other side of it i feel like fucking regenerated and like it's like my body has like gone through a purification process if i don't fucking fast regularly or i'm not eating enough fucking raw fruits and vegetables you know and i get sick i'm just like oh my god my body has natural intelligence it knows what to fucking how to purge itself you know worst case scenario i fucking die or have permanent damage but at the same time it's like wow look at the intelligence of my body to respond to what's being introduced to it and maybe this serves some role in our adaptability i don't know yeah and uh i guess to be clear when i when i when i when i shared that yellow star the image i wasn't trying to even say that necessarily i felt uh like i was being persecuted um it, it was really more of a, a warning for the future um you know where <laughs> not even necessarily that this is happening yet right like, cassandra yeah like where are we headed mm -hmm. and that may be the biggest difference between you know people like us and the the you know the normals or whatever people who are just not really thinking about these things and i think for myself what's frustrating is that this lack of um, data. I mean, it's there's so much censorship now, and and what you're actually able to find out there um, is like we. It, it's making it even harder to just follow the idea, follow you know the narrative that they're putting. What the, what the, what is the end game? You know, so even that is sort of like clouded. You know the um, thing about the water protectors that they. They're protesting something that their generation, it's not even about them. And it's not, not, not even as much mm -hmm. about the next generation. It's about fucking generations into the future and a recognition mm -hmm. of if you go on with this momentum, what is projected to happen? And it's, mm -hmm. it's so rational and it's so st straightforward. And yet at the same time, people like it's, oh my God, that's, yeah, you hear, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you could be protesting something that's not even about you anymore it's about well what's what's this indefinitely into the future going to mean you know yeah and i think that's what i've always um been protesting up until now um where now i'm like okay this is really really affecting me right now today in this right. moment <laughs> yeah not, not even where so it's both you know now and where where's it leading as well yeah you know there's a lot of people that you can fucking go off about the jfk assassination or even 9 11 or whatever and it's like not a big deal but if you talk about propaganda that's occurring now as people are caught up mm -hmm. in that specific mm -hmm. propaganda they fucking lose it and the, and those very same people given enough time yeah. when things unfold will be the ones well well yeah obviously and they'll just be like yeah i knew we knew that all along right and it's like, it's just kind of the flip-flopping that fucking politicians do, but people do it themselves, which is why they don't even, like, you know, have the same reaction when they see politicians doing it. If you see politicians right. doing something that you yourself do in your personal life, you don't take it the same way. 
<laughs> I mean, the, you always see these these cycles in uh, in protest movements, right? Where uh, you have an issue come up, and then at the beginning, everybody's kind of misinformed or disinformed and kind of like squabbling together, and then there's then it reaches to a, a a moment of like crystallization where it's just clear to everybody what what the problem is and 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 what we should do and then it, of course it falls apart again after after a while you know but uh, right well if you it, it, it almost it almost seems yeah. like uh, it almost seems like we're we're getting to that point of crystallization you know like slowly towards this point where people are um, are able to take a kind of nuanced viewpoint of all of this you know. Um, yeah. I, I hope that comes, you know, I hope it comes out soon, you know, um, where it's, it's just, everybody gets out in the street and is like, yeah, this is fucked. <laughs> yeah. If you're at a, if you're at a barricade with a group of people and one person throws a fucking soup can or whatever, they'll just fucking mow people down with fucking rubber bullets or whatever the fuck. And they'll do it indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. And where's, where's it's so charged. And when I watch mm-hmm. those barricades, I'm like, I don't want any part of that. If I see a crowd like that doing that, I'm going to walk in the other direction and you can fucking call me a pussy or say, say what you will. But I'm just like, I don't trust that there's not somebody in a crowd that will give an excuse for whatever, you know, I'm just, I don't, I don't, it just, it's so easy to subvert that and it's so problematic and they will position protests in relationship to each other. They'll organize against. And I'm like, all I, all I see is fucking heaven's gate. You probably I, know what I'm talking about, um, yeah, Snor. Uh, I, I, I know. I did, you have like, the, the the people wipe each other out, and then the fucking elite roll in on their fucking horses afterwards and don't give a fuck. You know that's that happens all the time as well, right? Where you just have um, you have people planted in the in the crowd or whatever, and they they're able to direct things and and manipulate the crowd. But there's also a point that you get to, and this is a really kind of magical point where it's just all of that doesn't matter you know the the crowd just gets to the point where it's like there's a clarity there and uh all of the distractions and all of everything else um is is wiped away for a while you know um like you you get these moments like that like uh yeah. like um like in 2000 what was it 2003 when it was just like millions of people out in the street against the iraq war um it didn't end up changing much like they should have kept going on the street all the time, you know, but it, it was a moment where it's just everybody realized that this is wrong, you know? Right. Uh, there was there was a record that was broken with the biggest protest to happen in America that I'm sure has been beat since, but at the time, it was the second inauguration of George W. Bush, and I believe it was in New York City. Uh, there was the biggest gathering of people for a cause that had, like, ever happened in the United States, which is pretty amazing, I think, you know, and it got no coverage. There's a documentary I saw on it that was incredible with the aerial views of what that many people look like. I, I don't remember the numbers, but I remember it was jaw dropping, you know. And uh, yeah, that, the, the, the people were not happy about that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, George Bush getting to take that for the second term. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know anybody who had actually voted for him then. You know, it, the good stuff doesn't get coverage. It never really does, you know. Uh, I've got friends that spent 932 days living in trees. It's literally stopped a pipeline in its tracks. 
That that should be international news. It's never been national news. Biden reminds me a lot of Bush. International. I get I get a I get a Bush vibe from Biden. Oh, one hundred percent. Bush three, you could call him. Yeah. Because Obama really, you know, carried on Bush's policies. So Bush Bush four really, you know. Bush well, one, Bush two, Bush three, and yeah, <laughs> Bush eleven. Right, it's Windsor, you know. That's his real mm-hmm. name. So they changed it to Bush mm. because <laughs> Windsor had a bad vibe. It's in the same way that you know <laughs> Edward Bernays changed propaganda to public relations in his own mm-hmm. words. You know. Hmm. I I was just <clears throat> reminding me of something I was thinking before, which is um, one thing about the the vaccine rollout is that the shaming of people who weren't going to take it um, actually happened before the vaccine was available. Right. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. Very strange. Mm. Yeah, they did a, there was a Yale study uh, that was done on um, guilt in people specifically. They did, Oh, what do they call it? When they take the groups and they do like a big group study to see different pe- the different ways that people react to things. And it was about shaming, vaccine shame, and how, how to instill guilt in people for, for, with, in regards to the vaccination. And it was, it was a systematic study. And you can look at it on the Yale website with a full explanation of, uh, of how, they, how, how they conducted it. It's really fascinating. But I guess I guess the other thing that I wanted to touch on before I go is just we're we're in you know <clears throat> we're just so alienated from each other and atomized. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about divide and conquer, but but we're mincing. I mean, we are <laughs> almost fully atomized, and then mm. we're you know, uh, socially distanced and masked. And uh, I, I don't know what's left. Um, Do you know what's right? <laughs> <laughs> what more can be done to the human spirit? Yeah, you I mean, I, I hate to leave on a, on a sort of negative note, but um, it's my vision is dark I, and I wish it wasn't um, but um, yeah I don't <laughs> the the other thing that you just posted recently Keith about uh, AI <laughs> was was great uh, I don't know if you can remember exactly what, what it was um, oh yeah just uh, yeah when, when you can't tell a human from a bot you know, it, does that speak to the advancements in technology or the fucking just robotification of, of humanity? Exactly. That's what that's uh, what The Shining was about. When Kubrick said that when he was talking, when he was working on it, and he was talking about the genre of horror, he said that the book by Freud, the titled "The Uncanny." Uh, that the that the genre required no other qualification beyond this or justification beyond this, and so that book is about what it is what it is in us that gets triggered when say if you if a if a little girl was to see her doll's head move, like do something that's very human like but like 
it's an inanimate object and the types of fear that that that, that would bring up up in us that's also the reason why uh the shining references occur throughout the toy story whatever throughout the series is because you have 237 all over the place the same patterns from the floor and the wall you know and that's that's well there's that and there's also the moon shit um with buzz lightyear being fake and wanting to be a real astronaut uh but anyway um and then it's also <laughs> the same thing with how i watched two um uh talks from rabbis at uh the kubrick exhibit uh, talk about his use of Kabbalah in his films, and uh, that was that was one of the points. And like, all, oh man, it was it was bizarre. But that but that Hal was relating to how Hal relates to Gavora, and I've thought the same thing myself because you're dealing with what is a replication. So it's like in Metropolis where you have the you know the android that runs amok or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like it's the same story really. Uh, but it's 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 this it's taking the same thing and showing it from different angles. The way that we relate to a replication as though it was our organic self, and so in the ultimate expression of that would be in AI. Um, you know, where we we're basically cre we're make we're building something in our image, and what that thing we build with our image has imbued in it is all of the uh, of all of our own replications or articulations around something that's actually alive. So the screen is not alive. Like the thing that's the essence of the thing is still running through everything. The same electricity that runs your computer is also running your body because electricity is electricity, you know. But like that, that, you know, we can put constraints on something, but the thing is actually never ultimately in what it is itself is never ultimately affected. You know, it's like, it's like, Carol Ann and Poltergeist or something that it gets enshrouded by the beast, you know, that she relates to as just another child, but to us it is the beast. Yeah. So like our computer is, you know, what www, you know, it's like va 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 the six six six. We dive it's all over the place, you know. But it's like it's that's Gavora. Gavora is six times six times six is two sixteen. So that's why when it says in Revelation it's the number of a man, it's actually referencing the Hebrew. I'd have to look it up and Amelia might know it, but there's a word in Hebrew that if you were to if you were to say "Amen," uh, that translated that it's actually it's gematria is two sixteen, but then Gavora is feminine, and so that's what like have you ever seen the film Mother with exclamation point the Darren Aronofsky film or Dogville from Lars von Trier? There's like certain places where they really show how Gavora works because Gavora isn't like evil; it's just that. You know, when you're when you're relating to a replication of something as though it were its the source, things can get twisted. And so, like, the, it's basically what what you'd call the left hand path in occultism or whatever. But that's there's a lot of things written about that that are kind of off the wall. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's 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 how problematic that replication is, and that it could give sweet judgments, but it it's gonna probably because of our orientation get bitter judgments because it's come. It's basically just another way of saying if you keep fucking with nature, eventually nature la lashes back, and it's its own natural intelligence to do so. And so, like we compensate in our bodies when we have illness, nature does the same thing. So if we put more and more restraints on nature, eventually nature breaks free because nature is our foundation. You can't defeat your own foundation; you have to work with it. That's what all, every, all through anthropology we find examples of people aligning themselves so directly with nature in their government systems, for lack of a better word, government. You know, um, but yeah. Anyway, 
Sorry. The, Thank you. the return Thank you. of the repressed <laughs> mm -hmm. shadow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Full Metal Jacket is you got the, the clephotic element because you never see the enemy up until the very end. And then it turned out that the sniper was a woman. And so everyone's basically, you know, faced with their symbolic gangbang. Uh, you know, they all have to reflect on that they had been relating to something. The whole thing, it's always that you see the Viet Cong are always in shadow. And, you know, that was it from Michael Herr in that Vanity Fair article. He talks about how when Kubrick first presented him with the ideas, like, are you familiar with, with Jung's notion of the shadow? And he said, yeah. And he, they, they talked about the shadow for like half an hour. And then, if, uh, and Jung, Jungian psychology. And then uh, Freud said, "I want to get this concept into my next in my, into my next film. Do you know of any good war books?" Which implies that before he even came up with what the fucking movie was going to be, he already had the subtext chosen. And so, yeah, that's it's that's subversive. I would say all art is subversive. All real art is subversive. But that a portrait could be subversive. The definition of subversive does not have to apply to anything in particular. So like subverting ego is still, you know, or being subversive in relationship to ego makes like a portrait can be subversive. And so it doesn't really matter. It just it, it, so when I see the yellow star with not vaccinated, I just see art. And you may agree with it. You may disagree with it or whatever. But it's just that's an artistic statement. Um, you take it how you will, you know. It is an artistic statement, and it's a statement that some Jews will be for and some Jews will be against. Like, it's not in and of itself even taboo according to, like, a consensus of Jews. Right. And that's that's something that gets really distorted in the discourse. Yeah, and apparently there's a big gulf of distinction between the way that people are being in Tel Aviv versus the way people are being in Jerusalem. Is that correct? I think that's correct. Well, the religious, uh, the religious people in Israel were gave a lot of trouble to, to um, the police and <laughs> the government. But um, I think, I mean, they're massively vaccinated at this point. They got a different vaccine, don't they? I, I, I'm not really sure. I think they got a special vaccine. Um, whatever. It's, but their numbers are very high with vaccination. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've they've also uh, rolled out uh, vac like internal vaccine uh, passports, like to get into clubs and get into uh, movie theaters and all over the place in Israel. If you, if you've got this uh, special pass card, you can you can get into these things. The um, green card. The green card. Yeah. You just wait green. for that to be under your skin and for you not to be able to get groceries without it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're living it, living the dream. Living, living the vision. It's crazy. I don't I mean, know. Like, uh, it's it's a good question that uh, Keith brought up. If if it is all dark, you know, um, or you want it darker? Well, I don't know. I think I think it doesn't need to be dark. You know, um, it is dark for sure, but it doesn't. Um, we don't have to leave it at that. I think. Right. I think eventually, like you're saying, David, it's like uh, it's just it's just a natural reaction if you if you uh, keep these pressures. Um, so tightly confined, you know, that it's about to explode at some point, you know. Hey, did you ever notice that in Tim Burton's Batman that it's at Axis Chemicals that the Joker turns into the Joker as Jack Nicholson? And uh, in, uh, in at City Hall in said film, there's Atlas statues. 
two pillars of like Atlas holding the world and you have in your spine, you have Atlas and Axis are the two uppermost spinal parts before your cranium, right? And so like, it's, you know, like, and that Batman and the Joker totally portray left brain, right brain distinction and how like what the joke is with the continued laughing at the end of the film is like basically like the laughter goes on. Like you're like, oh, I got rid of it. It can't get gotten rid of. It's kind of like, you get where I'm going with that? It's fucking weird, but yeah. Or order and and freedom, and the, it's just that's the endless fucking question. Yeah, the yeah, like you said, the Dionysian resurgence. Um, like I, I thought this decade, the the twenty twenties would sort of be that. Anyways, it usually goes in these kind of thirty year cycles. It seems like right, but uh, just the Saturn cycle. But uh, so I thought this decade would be like that but so far it it's it's full-on apollonian which means that maybe when the explosion hits it's even going to be bigger than <laughs> it's always darkest it before been. the dawn that's what yeah. that is and yeah. things clinging to dear life is because you have illusions being removed so what do you see in the tower card in in tarot in crowley's deck you have that eye above the tower for for uh ion it means i right the, the, but the, you're looking at a the, that card is associated with pay which is the mouth which is why it's a mouth taking on the tower which always reminds me of trump and then i'm like trump tower that's a trump card that trips me out and it's 16 mouth of sauron trump, trump 16 you know uh but uh there's that i and the, the idea of that is that if something is going to collapse if a tower is going to collapse because it's being seen then that tower is meant to collapse and so, you know, if Alan was still on this call, I would want to tie that back in with, you know, his his, you know, question about what how that relates when the dichotomy of if I speak to uh, people wanting to quit their factory jobs and why that becomes an enemy of the state, you know, it's for it's it's for you know people living that mechanical existence, you know. Um, and wanting to liberate themselves from that versus at the same time, people that want to work businesses to make a livelihood, to survive in a system the way that it is and basically being told they can't while a bunch of fucking fat cats are fucking making out like bandits over all of this and exploiting the whole situation to their benefit. And so that becomes a rather difficult, you know, juxtaposition to make sense of. But, you know, uh, yeah. A lot of things yeah, can be true at the same time, and a lot of things can be false at the same time. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it's it's coming to a head. You know, by the time like all the way like through Europe, there's been uh, increased um, bigger presentation, uh, bigger uh, demonstrations against the lockdown, etc. You know, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if by this summer it doesn't it doesn't uh, hit everywhere. You know. Um, Right. It's just people are coming to this the same realization you just articulated, David, about uh, just yeah, just realizing that the the governments and the corporations and the fat cats are making off like bandits and, and we're left with a lot less than what we had before, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of opportunism. A lot of opportunism. When I come across somebody online that doesn't believe that there's opportunism being made with all this, it, that happens more often than you would think. I'm like, that is really fucking crazy. Or maybe it's just that they don't like the other implications that would come with that. And so they don't want to address it at all because it's too, it's too much cognitive dissonance, maybe. I don't know. I wish I, wish I was that naive. Naivety is bliss, huh? <laughs> I, I don't think you do, Keith. <laughs> yeah, uh, I imagine. 
Yeah. Do you really wish you were that naive? <laughs> I do. Maybe for a, <laughs> for a day. I'd like to be a woman so for like a day, day, too. It doesn't mean I'd like to be a woman forever, you know, but I'll tell you what I do all day. No, I won't. <laughs> Just well, for, a, for a day. If you could I, be king for a day. Did you guys <laughs> notice how fucking weird it is that at the end of Apocalypse Now, when Marlon Brando says that whole thing about the inoculated arms that got cut off in protest of the inoculations in this, you know, village or whatever, that like, you know, he's got the golden bow there. It's the ritualistic killing of the king. It's got all the, you know, all the components are right there. And then of all the things that he could say to illustrate the kind of mind that he's, he's like what he's speaking to in terms of a, a very like, um, you know, Nietzschean idea of an evolved being in the sense of like Nietzsche's whole thing with the sheep that got slaughtered that for his neighbors with the lightning storm and all that, like that he's ba like the basis of, of um, beyond good and evil, you know, it's like, what does it mean to be a, you know? Yeah. It, that's, that's a, that's a tricky one. He's also saying, you can kill me, Willard, but you cannot judge me. <laughs> you know, um, that's 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 the key point, I think. You know, like uh, strike me down, and I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Right. And that's that's a blue lightsaber versus a red lightsaber positioned left and right of the screen, respectively. And you know, that's the thing with Chesed. You know, is it's like if you want to defeat, you know, the other side that you're relying on then the whole thing is set to is set to transmutate because the, that when that gulf gets breached that's between the between those polarities you have it, whatever is closer to the source of the emanation is going to end up you know taking in the other thing it's basically the end of the matrix trilogy which is like i i got to say the third matrix is my fucking favorite matrix because they got the line from the Upanishads going or it's like from the unreal lead me to the real from darkness lead me to light and from death lead me to eternal life you know and it keeps repeating it during the the ending sequence but like the way that that agent smith goes is it some kind of trick when you know he thinks he's done the thing and he's like well what you know but it, it things transmutate like that and we like we learn through troubleshooting, but like our, the most primordial level of learning and developmentally that have like we develop eyes out of a primordial desire to see and a and a mouth out of a uh, primordial desire to speak and eat, etc. You know, but like these things form that way. So it's like we're not at the end of our evolutionary expression. And so it seems like what needs to happen is that this shell that we've been relating to, the like screen between us and the actual thing, needs to that that needs to break down. And that's why I think people are so hung up on things like gender and all this stuff. It's because whenever you're dealing with something that is a continuum, we want to polarize it out of this fucking addiction to the screen between us and the vastness of what we're actually existing within. Because it's like it's too much responsibility to fucking open up to that or something. Whatever it is that we're that we think would be the problem, you know, we like want to fill that in with fucking. Yeah, just. All, all these, all the, all this character armor, you know. Wow. Yeah, um, identity becomes key, you know, like trying to find, trying to find identity in this, in this, in in a, in a world that has no nothing 
solid there's no it it is all empty you know like the that's the whole buddhist insight is that there is no self you know and to try to uh it's it does seem like there's this last grasp for something solid you know and uh the, the last grasp is even in yourself trying to define this is my identity but we know that that even breaks down you know yeah um, I was told by a Buddhist monk once that what makes the Buddha the Buddha at the time of death is that he, 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 when he sees the light, he turns away from it to look behind himself. And then he, he goes towards what's behind that's unknown. It's, you know, and that's what makes him the Buddha. He said, everyone goes into the light. Everyone's att attracted to the light, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because... Um... In the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the whole thing is uh, identify with the, the brightest lights. Like, identify in the sense that uh, you realize the lights, those lights that you see in the bardo are of the same empty substance as you are. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, then, and then that's how you can, uh, that's how you bust out of the cycle. So, is Alan on the call now? Yeah, and okay. I'm going to have to bust out of this cycle. Um, oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a long one. I gotta get out soon too. But I'll, I'll like to you lose one, you gain one. You know, <laughs> lose a friend, gain a friend. Yeah. He found a better connection. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Do I sound better? You yeah, sound you sound good. Well. It's nice to hear your voice, Keith. Yeah, yeah. I've I've spoken with with Alan and. Uh, Zenor, but I don't think well, I don't know. No, I haven't spoken with Kira. Or wait, no, did we ever speak Kira on, on the phone? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know, not that I recall. I think yeah. I would remember. Yeah. No. But yeah, David, I've always meant to call you up, but I just never have. So we should do that sometime soon. Sure. Yeah, we can do it with Zach too. Because Zach's, you know, he's he he likes a good conversation. Um, yeah, yeah, Groovy. Yeah. All right. Listen, I really appreciate uh, all of you guys, your your friendship, and uh, yeah, just really respect you and love you and um, appreciate you as as humans. <laughs> 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 and uh yeah but i'm 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 out of gas so i'm gonna i'm gonna sign off all right man listen to pink floyd <laughs> good, good night good luck for the bad ear yeah be well man all right rightio hey, alan how was your dinner it's fantastic actually <laughs> uh since since i uh Stayed stayed here longer than I said I would. I didn't even help cook it. So. <laughs> wow, you got you got some service. Full, full service here, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was it was absolutely delicious. Um, yeah, yeah, how you guys? How's everyone holding up? I gotta go outside and play soon. So. Oh yeah, what time? What time is it for you? It's um three thirty-seven in the afternoon. Oh wow. So you know, it's a sunny day. So I want to get out. It was all stormy yesterday. Yeah. It's two three seven a.m. in the morning for me. Yeah, I gotta go to sleepies. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. I see how it is, guys. 
Why can't you be like us on the West Coast? <laughs> oh, where where are you, Kira? Now, um, Winchester, Virginia. Virginia. So you you and Alan aren't that far apart. No, Kira's visited me um, a few times. A few times. That's yeah. awesome. I like that. Yeah, me too. I wish I got a chance to visit people. Come out to California, be a freak like me. <laughs> you had a you had a room available I'm for a while, right? Yeah, it's, it's yours if you want to snore. Are you here? Are you coming back to, to Richmond? Um, yeah, as soon as I can get there. I'm just really working a lot. I'm just trying to survive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I do hope to get to California too. Oh, that's what you okay. It wasn't too much. Um, yeah, yeah, in the summer, maybe mm. summer, fall, hopefully, if it's travelable. Yeah, if people aren't being fucking stu- stupid here, too. Like, if I, if I lived in, in certain places in the U.S., I would probably be playing devil's advocate more in other directions, but I'm, I'm around some, you know, a different type of lunacy. You know, in my view, some of it, not all of it. I shouldn't say that. It sounds really bad, but it's just, you know, there's like, oh, man. <sighs> yeah, there's it's disheartening people. The way some people are being is disheartening and what they're being it over feels disheartening, too. You know, like I like I look at the issues and I'm like, some of it's just but you know what? Whenever you have tensions in your body that like what is your actual sphere of influence? What is it actually doing? You know, so like I'll express things totally emphatically or whatever, but like internally, there's definitely a, an awareness that no, like just as like if I was mad at somebody, no amount of tension in my body is actually going to do anything to that other person. So if I get frustrated with what this, that, or the other thing is happening, it's like I only have my sphere of influence to work with. And so for my own sanity, I have to remind myself of what am I actually able to change and, you know, am I, am I, living up to my own abilities to do that in the best ways I know possible. So, you know, it's, you're never going to reach perfection. I learned a lot from the story of Job, you know, it's like, if you try and be fucking perfect, you're probably going to fuck yourself up. You got to give something back, you know? So we got, uh, we got seven minutes before a lesson that six minutes before we hit the four hour mark. Mm. So should we go for that? The last six minutes. Sure. Kira, you gonna make it? Mm-hmm. You sound sleepy. I'm very sleepy. You're gonna fade away. Don't fade away. See you guys. Um, be appreciative that. Of the that idea, you know, a, a compassion model for how we proceed forward in this time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Kira, always looking up to you. Then. Mm-hmm. You're, you guys. Yeah, love too. Um. Yeah, I just want to say, like this. Um, this turned out exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I, would, I planned right. to just. I planned just to sit back, but uh, it's nice to be here too. It was really good. And I don't think I've ever met. Um, is it Amelia? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I just, I added, I, I asked you to be my friend on Facebook just now. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, I've heard nice your podcast. You. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Well, I look forward to hearing your music. Thanks. I've, yeah. I've watched the St. Maude thing. Oh, and David did the artwork, I forgot to say, for the album. Uh, awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Mm. You know, I, I just want to say um, I'm really new to the sync community and this it, it's so cool, I mean, to be a part of this, but I'm so glad this conversation is happening and I'm so glad that I, you know, found the sync community so that I could hear this conversation because, yeah. Can I ask you guys in your in your day-to-day -day lives, like, Outside of weirdos on the internet, do you feel comfortable having these conversations with people? I'd be curious. I know, uh, Amelia, you said earlier, mm. like, being in New York, no, no, there's no one you know that's not getting a vaccine. Well, that's part of the thing is people don't talk about it so openly. Yeah, people yeah. talk differently in person. So my the people totally. that I... People I get on the phone with, and then so the people in person, you know, you'll speak the most honestly. The people on the phone, maybe a layer less honest but better than chatting or social media so um i tend to find that people are willing to have any kind of conversation in person or on the phone um i i i yeah i it's it's just that people aren't really getting on the phone that much people are very you know introverted it's part of the isolation thing people are scared of being on the phone a lot i think mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. My experience right now is, is really contrary, I think, to a lot of other people's experience. Um, I go to work in an office every day, um, and uh, there's n barely anybody there. Um, when I first started there, there was like fourteen hundred people. Now there's, you know, maybe thirty people. Wow, so it's, it's a is it's a brand new building. Now? Yeah, okay. and it's really post-apocalyptic um, environment to be working in for an entire year. Um, I looked at um, St. Patrick's Day um, decorations for a year, and almost lost my mind doing it. I wanted to, you know, it was like Groundhog Day. You <laughs> know, um, but now I kind of like it. I like being alone and I can just be myself <laughs> I'm not worried about how other people perceive me I just do my thing um so if it goes back to how it was I might not be able to get used to it I might have to go about you know my, my whole experience is different I'm in the middle of the country and I go to a of an empty office building and then they, they thermally scan me when I go in and I gotta wear a mask and then I can sit down at my desk and take my mask off on a floor where there's I'm, there's nobody else. I don't I'm wearing a mask. I don't really run into anyone <laughs> to be wearing a mask, you know, um, or anything. It's just weird. Um, it's really weird. So my interaction is mostly remote, but I'm actually in an office. So, but I'm the only one on my team that's in that experience and I've actually made more money than I've ever made in my life 
and everybody else is, you know, losing their jobs and doesn't have any money where I've been poor and just scraping by my whole life and still I need more than any other year of my life. So again, my experience is just always contrary to everybody else and I always feel like I'm on this sort of different <laughs> trajectory or path or something and I don't know. It's weird. It's just really weird. <laughs>